Hey there, you're listening to the Dream Hustle Podcast with me, your host, Shana Rucker. This is the podcast where I share all the juicy details about how I build an online business and personal brand while raising a family of three teens, being a wife, feeding the dog, and somehow finding the time to get all the things done. Welcome to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dream Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Shana Rucker, and today I'm really excited to bring you another amazing guest speaker on this podcast. Her name is Paige Batcher, and Paige and I met through LinkedIn. She actually reached out to me on LinkedIn, wanted to connect because I was a Kajabi user and she wanted to learn more about Kajabi. And then after we chatted, we were like, you know what? We're like the same people doing the same things and trying to help the same people. Why don't we set up a weekly mastermind call? Or I think we do it every other week, but a mastermind call and let's talk ideas and see how we can build our businesses and support people. And uh, we've been doing that ever since, I think it was like November of last year. And so today I have Paige on the podcast and to share a little bit more about Paige, she is a motivational speaker. She's a business coach. She's the owner of a web design agency called Kismet Ideas. And her agency is the proud supporter of the Empowered Boss Network. It's a mastermind tribe of entrepreneurs who are up leveling their personal business growth through mindset and tech empowerment. She's a Fulbright scholar alumni. She's an Ironman triathlon finisher. She has lived in three countries outside the US. She's lived in the Netherlands, Thailand and Brazil, and her spirit animal is a tiger. I love that. She believes in designing your dream life alongside your business so that it's not an afterthought. She's completely obsessed with software and helping others gain momentum in going after what they desire most. And I love that. Paige and I both geek out over software, and we're actually going to do that today. So without any further ado, welcome Paige. You guys, Paige and I said this a little bit in my intro, but uh, you reached out to me on LinkedIn. We did not know each other. I don't know what, how the universe sort of meshed us together, but we have uh, created this amazing relationship and geek out over software and technology and business and coaching and all things. And so I'm so excited to have you on this podcast today. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I went on a uh, bender on LinkedIn trying to find people that knew about Kajabi, and then we just completely hit it off and decided to mastermind. So I'm 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 blessed. Yeah. No, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I'm excited to have you on here because uh, one of the things we are going to do on this podcast today. So for those of you who are listening, who are looking at software, thinking about what you should be using for your business. Paige and I are both like tech nerds. I'm just going to say it and we're proud of it. And so we're going to geek out a little bit on technology and what we've used in our business and what has worked and what hasn't worked. But before we do that, I'm really excited to hear about your journey from employee to entrepreneur. Cause like I say, in all my interviews, I feel like there's a boatload of inspiration that comes in the stories from people who make that transition. And so I would love for you to share your story with the audience here today. Thank you for the opportunity to do that. Um, so I graduated with a bachelor's in finance and I went into my first like real full-time job after I'd traveled the world and I was working as a budget analyst. I was in a basement with no windows in half of a cubicle because apparently a full cubicle was too much room and it was miserable because there was no windows. There were days that I would go into work and it would be dark outside. I'd get out of work. It'd be dark outside. It was, it was not my cup of tea. So to escape that, I decided to go back to grad school. That was my escape route. When I got out of grad school, I was so scarred from that experience of this is what the nine to five can look like that it took me six months to find a job that I felt like I was going to be okay with. And so got that job 
And um, through a series of unfortunate circumstances, um, I really just sunk into this fear around my student loan debt. And I thought, how am I going to pay off this debt making, you know, $60,000 a year commuting? I was in Southern California. I was paying two grand for a one bedroom. And I didn't know how I was ever going to get out from underneath like six figures of student loan debt. And so I decided to join a startup in a sales position because, you know, that was the rhetoric. If you can have uncapped, unlimited potential in your sales commission job, you'd be all set. And so I thought, well, I have to have uncapped income for this to even pan out. And then three weeks into that job, they laid me off. And I was at the Dana Point unemployment office getting my unemployment checks, my ego completely bruised. I had dual masters. I thought, what the heck have I gotten myself into? Like, what is this life? And how am I going to get out of this? And I was just telling myself, like, all the mistakes I had made and how I was really just in deep water. Well, I was at the unemployment office and out of the corner of my eye, I caught the sign for the Chamber of Commerce. And I like dusted off my ego, my pride. I came back a week later. I filed a DBA, like a doing business as under my own name uh, for this like crazy brand that I created called Kismet Ideas. And Kismet means fate or destiny. And it was a word I learned. I thought it was cool. And then I don't know why I came up with ideas, but I went and filed a DBA for Kismet Ideas. I had no idea how to start a business. So I grabbed a paper copy of their directory and I just started Googling people to figure out what we might have in common. And then I cold called. I cold called for my first jobs and I said, Hey, I'm Paige. And I like tried to, you know, sound really important and impressive and then make some sort of like rapport building happen. And then I said, what do you need? And so that got me my first jobs in video production, social media management, running Facebook ads, building websites. And when I came across a job that I had not, I didn't have the equipment, I didn't have the knowledge, I didn't have the skills, I literally researched it until I figured it out. Mm. And that was what I did um, to get really like my first 10 clients. Um, and I just, I, I hustled, <laughs> I hustled. And then we can talk more about that, but I went through a whole other period, but that's, that's what got me started. So it was in the obstacle that you saw the opportunity. And I honestly, when you were saying that I got goosebumps, when you said you saw that sign out of the corner of your eye, because I don't think that's an accident. I think that we get led down paths because there's something for us in that. And even though sometimes it feels like hell and it feels like what is going on, if you just keep taking a step, you will find the thing, like it will present itself to you. And it did in that sign like that you, you saw that and just started, that's where your entrepreneurial journey started. Yeah. And there were some real ups and downs. Like there were moments where I, I had one client where I would get paid to shoot videos of their triathlons and their 5Ks and 10Ks. I loved it because like sometimes I was in the bottom of the pool with the GoPro, you know, filming swimmers. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was adventurous. It was dynamic. But truth be told, I wasn't charging enough yeah. to get the work done to get new clients. I didn't have any kind of system or structure. And a lot of what held me back for, I'd say, the first three years was this fear of, if I already invested six figures in my grad school, how could I possibly invest more in somebody to teach me how to do this? Mm. And so it was the first time in my life I didn't have a team. <laughs> I didn't have a tribe. I didn't have a community. And I didn't have any kind of mentor showing me the ropes. So... I, I sort of struggled for my first like two, two and a half years until I figured out that I needed to be a part of other programs that would show me the way. 
So how did you figure that out? So what was the breaking point for you where you're like, I, I can't, like, I'm not making money with this. I'm losing. Like, what was the first thing that you did to start changing that process for yourself? Um, well, I think <laughs> this is probably not like the most solid like advice, but this was my truth. My truth. truth. The, that's, that's what this show is about. It's right. through and through. My truth at the time was if I'm already this much in debt, F it. I'm going to go harder. <laughs> like right. F it. And so I saw one of the, um, because I'm in the internet world and I was on the internet researching, trying to figure out how were people doing it? How were people growing agencies? What were they, you know, what were they doing? Um, that was when I started to see advertising and some of the first initial online courses. And yeah. so I just kept investing, honestly. Um, I think the first course I ever bought was monkey business. Um, and why am I blanking on her name? The Kapow queen. Uh, oh, I know her. I was <laughs> anyway, this was a long time ago and I just started investing. So I think now to date, um, I've invested probably $40,000 into my education and I claim like I, I owe all of my success at this point to that. Um, for instance, one $2,000 program that I invested in, in, in neuro-linguistic programming, it tripled my income. That was when I started to hit my first 10K months and I was like, wow, okay, there's a power in willing to invest in ourselves and then having that come back tenfold. And then I finally found words for it uh, when like the coaching industry started to hit this boom. And I thought, I don't know, like there's the stigma around, do I need a coach? Don't I need a coach? And then I realized like, Paige, you've always been a student athlete. Like I've played eight competitive sports. Oh, wow. And why was I going to like enjoy my entrepreneurship journey totally in isolation? How was I going to? Yeah. And so yeah, that was the first time I realized it was like, oh, actually I've had a coach my entire life until now. Yeah. So why am I trying to do this all alone? Okay. Let's, let's rethink this. And then I just, I've been in some incredible programs and I'm just grateful for it. Well, and I think that there's an element and I know I struggle with this sometimes of asking for help. Like I, I'm like you, like it's, I think that you absolutely need to be resourceful as an entrepreneur that is going to totally help you on your journey. You need to be able to figure things out. You need to be able to look things up. You need to get like resourceful in those, in those things. It, it can also be to a fault because there's a lot of times where I need help in something, but I say to myself, no, I can figure this out. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Versus, you know, when you have a coach, you have a mentor, I always have a coach and, and or a mentor in my life. And then you can just say to them, like, I'm struggling with this. And they give you their perspective, their point of view, their experience. And it saves you so much, really so much time. And as an entrepreneur, time is money. So ultimately it saves you money too. And I remember the first time I invested when I became an entrepreneur, because I was trying to figure everything out for so long. And then I finally found somebody who was doing what I wanted to do. And I messaged him, I had a call with him and I said, how much do I have to pay you to show me exactly how to get this thing set up properly. And he said it was $3,000 US for two months to work with them. And I had no money. And I had to like literally go to my mom and say, can I borrow some room on your credit card to pay for this? I promise you I'll pay it back. And I did, much like you, I 10X that investment within the first few months after working with him. So that's part of the journey of an entrepreneur is sometimes you have to, well, you do, you have to invest in order to make it work. Yeah. And I think, um, I think also too, just the energetics of money, like yeah. the fact that it's currency and a current, you know, like an electric current is going to flow in, it's going to flow out. And if, if we're trying to hold on to everything we got, we're just, we're breaking and stopping that current. So sometimes just the sheer, you definitely want to find a good 
qualified program for you and you want it to be in alignment. But sometimes just the sheer current of investing is what actually creates things to come back and flow into your life. Yeah. And I think that that part of the investment in saying yes to somebody like that, like is making the decision that you want this goal. There's so much power that comes in making the decision that you want something. And part of saying yes to your goal is making that really scary investment. And I remember spending 10 K on my second uh, coach. And I was like, all I had was the first payment of six. And I was like, I have no idea where the rest of it's going to come from. But it was, I was saying yes to my goal by saying yes to that person. Um, what are some of the programs that you've taken? Let's give a couple shout outs to some of these people that we've worked with that um, have really had impact on our business. I'd love to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so John Asaroff, uh, he runs a company called Neurogem and I took his program called Winning the Game of Money. That's the one I was talking about, tripled my income, just absolutely incredible. I have taken some of Dan Henry's courses, which kind of just cut to the chase of copywriting that's conversational, but converts. Um, he's got a program called Whiteboard Webinar that's really great. Um, I'm in uh, John Pemberthy's program. I'm in actually his coaching program right now. And he's just a great stand-up guy all around like long-term growth. Like you got to really care about your students. You got to really show up. And then he's really um, into the paid advertising. So I'm learning a lot. <laughs> it also can get overwhelming in that world. <laughs> One of the women I absolutely adore who every time I get the opportunity and her programs, I know I'm going to invest in more is Vanessa Simpkins. She just, she spent her first, the beginning of her career as a mindset coach and then really got deep into the marketing. And so now she's this business coach who can talk to you about your feelings and, and uncover your, your, your BS stories that you're telling yourself. And um, so she's somebody I've always, always looked up to. So I'm probably forgetting some names here and there. Um, Catherine Jones, like her programs are amazing because she really, she cuts to the chase of like, how to dig into the design. There's a lot of people who don't want to talk about design. I love design and tech. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so many, I'm definitely missing people, but yes, well, thank you for that opportunity to shout at least those people out. Well, and here's the benefits though. Like this is why you always want to coach like Paige or myself who's worked with multiple coaches, because when you invest in someone like Paige, you're getting the value of not only Paige's experience, but all of those coaches and people that she's worked with. And that's why it's like, you know, I say, I'll always have a coach. Like for me, I've worked with, like I said, Bob Heilig was my first coach who kind of just taught me some of the basics. I've worked with Amber Lillistrom uh, for six months. I've worked with Chris and Lori Harder. I've worked with Kareen Walsh. I'm working with Morgan Elizabeth right now. Not to mention I've done, you know, Amy Porterfield's courses. I've done some of Jenna Kutcher's courses. So like when you work with somebody who's continually investing in themselves, you're getting all of that knowledge plus their, their own experience and their own, you know, their own um, zones of genius. So you, I, I always think it's, you've got to, if you're going to work with somebody, work with somebody who has worked with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot one big one, Julie Stoyan, uh, oh, through the, yeah. yeah, through the click funnels to comma club program. Um, she just cut to the chase in ways that I've actually been able to just use her genius. Yeah. And I've literally just told somebody over the phone, what she taught me and they went out and made $2,000 weeks. And so I'm just like, I'm over the moon about her program. Okay. So, and that that's, I've, I've definitely heard of her before. So let's, let's switch gears here now because you, you brought up click funnels and, and you know me, I really want to geek out with you on technology. Always. 
ClickFunnels, I, is that where you started when it when Okay, so if you guys, before we jump into the technology, as you know, as an online coach or educator or course creator, um, or pretty much like almost anything that's sold online, there's obviously has to be an element of software technology, design, funneling, you know, all the things, emails that go into um, creating a successful online business. You need to be able to use the software to communicate with people. So there's thousands of platforms and different things out there. And so tell us, what did you start with? What were things that you liked, disliked? Where have you, you know, just take us on that technology journey and, and let's get our geek on. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. I love it. Um, actually, so my, my parents started a franchise when I was a child called Future Kids. It was mm. a little before its time, but it was about after school programs where kids got to learn how to use computers. It was before computers were even in schools. And my dad taught me how to write HTML code. So that's literally where I started was writing line by line code and making websites. And the first website I ever put on the internet was about my favorite TV show, which had Jessica Alba in it called Dark Angel. So fast forward, um, when I was an undergrad in college, the college gave me a grant, I'm blessed, to study abroad. And they said, can you keep a blog for us? And so that was when I used the original blogger.com, blogspot.com, can't even remember what it's called anymore. Um, fast forward from there, in grad school, my journalism program had us build a WordPress website. So I got deep into WordPress and in fact, in 2017, I just told that story the other day, I had a client call me or a potential client call me and he said, I'm on WordPress, but we don't have a donation portal and lives are at stake. And so I just got, I got deep in that. Whatever I needed to figure out on WordPress, I figured out. And in four days we built him a crowdfunding capacity. Like basically like we built him his own Kickstarter on, on WordPress. So that's how geeky I am. And um, good news is they raised a hundred thousand dollars in donations within two weeks to help Hurricane Irma. Um, oh, wow and help people that were surviving that, that uh, emergency. So um, needless to say, what I found from working with coaches and consultants and the solopreneurs that were growing small teams was that WordPress was super cumbersome yeah. because it's open source. There's like 10 bajillion options you could have. That means there's 10,000 things that oh. can break, you know, that means, and then, you know, a, a lot of people had, if they were in business for any amount of time, they had just these like massively robust websites that were cumbersome to update and innovate. And then free, Russell Brunson came along and just out of nowhere was like, you guys, this is not the way to make sales. And so he shifted my entire perspective of what I thought a website was meant to be this catalog of information, this way for people to know everything you did. And it became, how can you actually convert people and help them walk through a buying process? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So I went real deep on click funnels and I ended up in their two comma club coaching program last year, um, which is an, a massive, it's like $2,500 a month. It's like, it's a big coaching commitment. Yeah. Um, and I was like solid on it. I was really solid on it. I still love ClickFunnels. I still have a ClickFunnels account, but I know you and I wanted to geek out about like the next evolution. And and, and before we do that, I will say like, I'm somebody who definitely like, I think that there is opportunity to have more than one thing. Like, you know, I, for a long time I had, you know, what, what we're going to talk about soon, you know, which is Kajabi, but I also still had Squarespace and I still had, you know, other pieces and elements uh, with it. And, um, and I think as the software evolves, you know, you can start to, you know, use less and less of different platforms and hopefully start to just use all in one. But 
um, yeah, ClickFunnels is still, I, I haven't personally used it, but I've heard a lot of really great things about it. Um, for those, yeah, there's some real perks. There's some incredible things that I still love it for, which I keep it around for. Um, you can have unlimited domain names. So if you want to test an idea based around like a brand new domain, you can plug it in and within like a couple of hours, you could have a funnel up from some templates. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it doesn't like keep you anchored to one domain and it just gives you that ability to like test and flex with something and then you can trash it later, which I really like because I mean, I think one of the purposes of what we need to do is become quick and more nimble at getting our offers out. I want to say something though about like overall, um, I never tell people that like one is a better software. Yeah. The thing that I found and, and this really hit me about a year ago was I had tried to figure out which email software was best. And I started on MailChimp and then I went to, um, gosh, I went to Campaign Monitor, then I went to Active Campaign, And then I, I got into ConvertKit. Mm. And this is when I figured this out. There is no one better software, one size fits all. Mm. The software that's best for you is the software that feels good when you log into it. The software where you see the menu items and it's intuitive to you and the software that like when you get in there, it feels like, I kind of described this the other day. It's like your software is your office if you're an online business. And yeah. so do you want the office where you feel like you're in a strip mall, you know, in between the, the Taco Bell and, <laughs> you know, the Goodyear tire? Or do you want the office where you feel like you're in the downtown loft with the nice views? Like yeah. how it feels to you can also be translated into how it feels for the customer. And so that's kind of what I'm telling people. I'm like, if it feels good to you to be in it, then that means you're in tune with how the developers, like their minds worked. And that's your tool. That's the tool for you. Well, you don't want to be logging in and being super stressed out every time you go into your, your back office. And that's, I had, I did have a WordPress site for a small window of time. And every time I logged in to go and change something, cause I'm somebody who likes to be hands-on and I want to be able to get in there and do my own thing. Yeah. Um, cause my, it was actually my husband built it for me. I was stressed out. I would get in there and I would get so like frustrated and, and I just finally said, I, I can't do this anymore. Like this is, and for me, this is when I finally made my transition over to Kajabi. But for at that moment in time, I'm like, this is not fun. And this is not how it should be. And, and that's when I ditched WordPress. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're tools. They're tools that are meant to enhance this experience. Mm -hmm. And I like the way you use back office. Cause it really is. I have cl a client right now and she's calling it her mothership. <laughs> Um, because she's like, I do, I need to feel empowered. I need to feel like this is the hub of what's going on. And so for her, she was piecing together WordPress. Um, and it was just, a, it was just come, it was clunky. And, and I, I could go on and on about WordPress. I've built in it for six years. My team and I are experts, but it's not for the everyday person. Yeah. So she had WordPress. Um, she's got active campaign, um, you know, a live webinar software and just trying to figure out how it all works and just kept going back to like saying this feeling of like, I just need a mothership. I need a thing that's like going to hold it all. So we, we we're in the process right now of migrating her all over to Kajabi. Um, and I, I really love it. I have another client, um, also who, you know, just because of timing and that's the other thing, like we got to be willing to be flexible. If like, if, if the timing was that at the time, the best thing on the market was click funnels, which it was at the time, 
we've, she's got a funnel on ClickFunnels and a members area there. She's got a, a WordPress website. She's got, you know, like sender light is her email campaign. And for me, it's not so much about like, what's the expense of redoing it? Oh gosh, I don't know if I can afford to like redo it and combine all of these. Like, what is it going to cost you to feel that level of anxiety when you log in? Every time. Or yeah. like, I need to log into three different things. Or then your Zapier stops for some reason. And now you're logging into that and trying to figure out what's not communicating to the other thing. Because that was my existence for a little while until I found Kajabi. Like, I had Drip. And then I had Teachable. And then I had WordPress. And I had to make sure that everything was talking to everything. And I yeah. was like, this isn't fun. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause you're, it, uh, I could described it too to my client, like even some of the basics of being organized with your Google drive, like all your files in your business. I talked to her about energy leaks. So that's kind of what you're just yeah. describing. Like every time I, there's an energy leak of like, okay, well did that API connect to that thing? Is that, is that automation working when you can eliminate that, that question in your mind, you free up so much more energy to do the thing that you're meant to do, which is serve. Be, spend spend your time in your zone of genius, which is why you hire people like Paige and myself to do some of these things for you so that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a real emphasis now on, so, so a lot of my clients are, are coming to me with this sense of like, I'm not tech savvy. And mm -hmm. so I'm switching that. I'm like, yeah. you actually don't need to be savvy because if you were tech savvy like me, you'd spend all your day designing your web pages. But what you really need to do is show up and coach, consult, and do your service to the world, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm switching that up for people and I'm saying, what would make you tech empowered? Yeah. What makes you empowered enough to have a team member like, you know, my team and I, or to hire a, a freelancer effectively? What makes you tech empowered to know how it all connects and where you can go and find things mm -hmm. and, and ask for help and really start to grow that team? Take off, like stop wearing all the hats and being the solopreneur on your way to burnout and actually start growing a business. So that's, I'm like all about tech empowerment right now. I'm like, how can I help you with that? Well, and I think part of the empowerment piece, and this is what I often will say to my clients that hire me for the done for you stuff that say, can you just take care of it all? I, I want to always include with them is a level of education so that they can go in and make a small change if they want to, yes. or update a something if they want to, or if they, you know, update their lead magnet and they want to switch out the PDF. I want them to know how to do some of those things so that they don't feel like they have to, you know, wait and call somebody and wait for it to get done. And it takes a week or whatever, you know? Yes. Um, so I think that adding that part into the being empowered is also, it's like, you don't have to be a tech genius, but I'm going to teach you just enough so that you don't need me every time you want to make a small shift to a heading or a subheading or something on your website. And that's the beauty of the software that's existing right now is that if you don't have to know code, you don't have to be a total designer in order to be able to go in and do some of these things. And that's, that's super empowering. You can actually run your mothership without having to, <laughs> you know, do that kind of have that kind of technical skill. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, um, I've been trying to use more analogies because I think sometimes just hearing the story helps people, but mm -hmm. imagine instead of an online business, you actually had a retail store, like a gallery or something sold, you sold like awesome, like gallery type things. It, it's the, the tech empowerment piece is like being able to turn the light on. Put, yeah. the, put the welcome sign out. Um, maybe rearrange some of where your, your cabinets and your shelves are and the stuff in your store is. It's not 
um, being able to fix the plumbing, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't have to go that deep. There are people that do that. And like, for if you're a homeowner, like you draw the line somewhere where you're like, I don't even need to know that, just get it done. Yeah. But I do need to know how to turn the lights on and change a light bulb. And so like, that's, yeah, a that's how I'm doing. I love that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love that. And that's true. And I think that's, that's, you know, as any business owner, we need to, cause you know, you never know. I, I had a client once who didn't know any of her passwords to any of the stuff that she'd had. And when it came time to switch it all over, you know, she was struggling to try and even get into her own business. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's scary because if these people walk away and you don't have contact with them anymore, then I mean, you can always forget password and all that kind of stuff, but you know what I mean? It's like, you just, you need to have that level of control. Yeah. Uh, in, in your business. So now where are you today when it comes to technology? Yeah. So we are, um, so my agency Kismet ideas, we're migrating our entire business over to Kajabi. We're pretty much there. It's really simple. Um, I'm, I'm in awe of the tool we learned about about six, six months ago is when I reached out to Shana here to ask her some questions about it. And it just became like a no brainer. So yeah. That's what, where we are in terms of our software and our, and our tech stack. But again, it's not the, it's not the end all be all. The other tools that I rely on on a daily basis are my calendar tool, which mm -hmm. I use book like a boss. Um, and I told you I was going to talk about AppSumo. AppSumo, you guys, is, I think any online business owner should be on the AppSumo newsletter. AppSumo sends out emails and says, here's a brand new uh, software that's launching onto the marketplace. And these are lifetime deals. Mm -hmm. I have lifetime deals on CRMs. I have lifetime deals on a calendar tool. I have lifetime deals. The other lifetime deal that has been phenomenal is a tool called Dub, which shoots videos and the videos can be integrated into Kajabi, LinkedIn, Instagram. You can send, it'll, it'll create an animated GIF if you want to email it to somebody. It is the number one video marketing tool I've ever seen. Um, and so, you know, it's like, I feel like, again, uh, it's about having the right tech stack. And, um, so that's, that's what we're up to right now. Yeah. And I love that because it isn't always about, like I said earlier, it's, there's not, I mean, yes, Kajabi. And let's talk about Kajabi for a minute for these guys who are like, what is Kajabi? Yeah. Um, Kajabi is, and is definitely an all in one, but there, def there are some things that I will use that, you know, maybe it does, but I, this, this particular software will do this better. Like there are better webinar software platforms out there for sure, you know, versus Kajabi. Um, sometimes it's just easier, you know, if you, if you're used to using webinar jam and you've got Kajabi, you know, keep using webinar jam. It doesn't mean you have to use that tool in Kajabi if you have it. Um, but um, let's, let's, let's talk about Kajabi. So what, what, what is it that you love about the software? Let's maybe, why don't you give everybody an explanation as to what Kajabi is? And then let's talk about what we love about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Kajabi is, I, I, I don't want I hesitate calling it all in one. Hmm. It's all in one compared to what used to be out there, but it doesn't mean it's the only software you're ever going to use for your business. Cause obviously we're on zoom right now. We also use zoom for our business. Okay. So Kajabi is the equivalent of a website builder, such as Wix, WordPress, Squarespace, mm -hmm. combined with a funnel building tool, such as ClickFunnels or HubSpot, or, you know, like you name off a few more lead pages. Fusionsoft or something like that. Yeah. Combined with 
a email autoresponder, such as MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or ConvertKit. So it combines those three primary functionalities. Um, and it's also, I mean, like any good funnel builder would do, it's also your checkout cart. So the reason why I love it is that you have everything for from opt-in. So if somebody's opting into your landing page, you have everything from opt-in to capturing that email, to following up with that person, to showing them everything that you have in store, because all of your products are on there, to the checkout experience and having it all in one. And I think what I found so simple about it was that the triggers that are available because everything is included in there becomes so intuitive. Mm -hmm. So when I was running on ClickFunnels, for instance, you know, I would say, okay, it, it, it almost like, it's one of those things where like your eyes squint and your brain hurts a little bit. I kept yeah. saying like, okay, if somebody's opting in and before they watch this video, I need to add a tag on my email responder. I need to make sure that that's connected and integrated. And then what happens if they actually watch the video? How does it talk again back to the other software? But with Kajabi, they're all in the same place. So, and they just guide you through this process. It's so, it's so seamless. Um, one of my clients calls it sleek. She likes it. It's like that. It's like the iPhone experience for yeah. all of us, our first iPhone. Yeah. Um, it's sleek in that it'll say, Hey, what happened? What do you want to happen? Literally after someone watches this lesson, watches this video, lands on this page and it's built right in there. You go, yeah. Oh, I want, I want the, I wanted to do this for them. And it just makes it so much more simple. And it, and it's so user-friendly. Like even when you're doing the automations, it's like, if it, it'll even say, if this happens and then you pick from a menu of items, yes. then do this. And then you pick from the menu of items. It's like, oh, if they watch this video, then send this email and you go and you pick the email that you wrote. Like it's, 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 there's no code. I mean, you can implement code if you want to, but it's like super user-friendly. And it's funny because anytime I have clients who are starting to use it, they're at first they're overwhelmed, but I'm always like, just give it a chance, give it a chance. Like just keep going. Cause the way you do one thing in Kajabi is pretty much the way you do everything in Kajabi. Like the way you build an email is the same way you build a web page is the same way you build a lead page. It all functions the same. And once you get it, once it clicks for you, then you can, you basically know how to run the whole thing. And, and I love it too, because it's also on top of the things that you said, it's also the place that houses your course. Like if you're a course creator, it's, it's your course, like the checkout, it's the email string that happens after it's the landing page. It's the every, it's like you say, not everything, everything, but it's a pretty, it's pretty much, um, going to give you most of what you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I like using this. If, if you don't mind me telling a little bit of a story yeah. here, I, I actually, so mothership triggered something in me to, um, it's a, also call it a temple like it's the temple for your business and you may have other things that are kind of like satellite connecting to that to help but um i had this really interesting story where i realized that i was actually always meant to do this for people um like sinking into my purpose yeah. and, and uh when I was younger, I always wanted to be an architect and I, I applied to all these architecture schools, but I couldn't afford to go to them. My family just, you know, like basic middle class was like, we can't do this. And so I ended up at a school that gave me a full academic ride, but they didn't have an architecture program. So years had gone by and this actually happened recently. I had hired a shaman, like a woman who was really magical to come in and do guided meditations with me. And she said at one point, she said, I see something from like a past life and I don't know if you believe it or not, that's fine. I do. Okay. <laughs> I totally do. I'm like, okay, she's, like what did she, she say? What did she, she say? Said, she said, 
Um, I know this might sound strange, but I see that in a past life, you were a Thai man oh. who was building temples. You were the temple builder and you were in charge of building all these temples. And I was like, okay. The only thing that occurred to me was that when I was, um, when I was in my mid twenties, I had been offered this opportunity to apply for Fulbright and Fulbright, there's 140 countries you can choose from. And the woman who was mentoring me, she handed me the brochure and I flipped through the pages and I was like, Thailand. And she goes, don't you want to take it home and like, think about it? And I was like, for some reason, no, <laughs> I'm all set. Yeah. So, so I went to Thailand and, um, and I, in 2008, now when I heard the shaman tell me that I had this Thai, like I was an old, I was a Thai man who was a temple builder. I was like, mm -hmm, sure. Well, fast forward a month after that, this was 10 years after I had originally lived in Thailand. And this was last November. I was in Chiang Mai. I was facilitating a retreat, helping women entrepreneurs. And we had one off day where the group of us decided to go to this temple. <laughs> and so I decided to venture out on my own, meandering through this temple experience, and there must have been like 40, I'm not exaggerating, there was like 40 little huts, like 40 yeah. little buildings surrounding this like old ancient temple in downtown Chiang Mai, and I walked into one little hut, and that hut was the building that housed the original plans to build the temple. Gosh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. And I did too. And I didn't know where I was. I thought it was like a little museum and I walk up these staircases and I still didn't know what I was doing. And, and I, I was alone in this room. So I was like, I don't know. I'll t I'm going to, let me check this out. And I went to touch this, like a, uh, imagine like a nice like chest, like a boudoir or something. Mm -hmm. And I went to touch it and I just like tears started streaming down my face and I, I, I cracked it open. And that's where I saw inside were all the original temple building plans. And I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. And then a year, you know, like, and then six or eight months went by. And the other day I described to my business partner, I said, we're building people's temples. Yeah. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, I am temple building in a digital sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I never knew that this was going to happen. So thank you for letting me share that story. Yeah, no, that gave me goosebumps. I think that's so cool. And I, I love that you were able to connect all of those dots because, you know, sometimes we're doing these things and we're like, I don't know why I'm being driven to do this. I just love it so much. And it's like, it's like some of these passions that come out in us are like, they're part of our being, you know, it's like, we obviously we don't all get the opportunity to experience the story like you did, but um, you just have to trust that intuition, you know, trust your gut feelings that's pushing you towards something because there probably is some sort of a reason similar to what you just described. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. And I, I totally believe in all that. I've got my crystals. I do my angel cards. I got all the things going on in my world. I love that, all that kind of stuff. I love, I love, love, love that. And I think that there's so often, um, another friend of mine talked about this, uh, where we, we always feel the sense of like deja, deja vu where we're coming full circle again. Or like, oh gosh, this thing that I feel so certain about right now, that was the thing I said I wanted to do two years ago. Yeah. How, how am I coming back around to this and I didn't do it? And I think one of the biggest keys to staying true to that purpose, because it's coming from an intuitive place, is making sure to surround ourselves with a tribe. Mm. Because when we're all alone in our isolation, we're, we question it constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Is that my purpose? What am I meant to be doing? Can I do this forever? I don't, we just get in our own head. We get in our own way. Mm -hmm. And then years later, we're like, oh yeah, I journaled about this thing four years ago and 
I've always wanted to, to do this. Why have I denied myself? And I think it's because we're not connected with other people. Like if you really are building your temple, you need help, you need support. Yeah, we need the people in your corner. And it's funny because I'm watching my husband go through this right now. He's, you know, had 25 years as a brand designer doing graphic design and logo design and branding. And he's like, he, you know, it's not that he's done doing that per se, but he's, he's following his passion right now, which is art. And he's like, it's so like, he gets in his head. Like, am I really like kind of stepping away from this to do art? Like who, who, who just decides they're going to be like an artist one day and like make that their career. Right. You know, and it's, it's sometimes it's, it's scary and whatever, but it keeps pulling at him. It keeps, it keeps pushing him. And I just, I, I had as his tribe, I'm the one who's supporting him saying, you know what, we'll figure it out. Just keep going. Just keep pushing. We're, we'll, it's going to work. Like just, we have to trust and have faith, you know, yeah. Um, but I could see how if he were on his own, he would probably not do it because it's too scary and it's too, I don't know, just seems too odd or like n- people just don't do that kind of thing. You need those people in your corner for sure. I love that. So what's um, Kismet doing right now? What what are you, how are you working with people? Let's share a little bit about where you are on the web. What do you do? How do you help people? Where can people find you? All that good stuff. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and best of wishes to your your husband too. I think, um, well, he's blessed to have a tribe, um, and, and have you obviously. And then I think too, like one of the things that came up when you said that was like, he's really tapping back into his inner child. Like yeah. our, us as children, we know intuitively. And then as we age, we take on all of the, like, what ifs we shouldn't, it's too scary. I got to play it safe. And so, um, I hope he plays through this experience, like all the fear, just turning it into play. And then he can tap back into that source that's infinite with the infinite possibility that we all have. Yeah. Well, and I keep reminding him to keep focused on the goal, like the, the vision of what he wants with this art, which, you know, he would obviously celebrities purchasing and having a gallery and people being so excited for what he's creating and feeling, you know, happy and creating joy and like that vision. And I'm like, the, the how will fill it, figure itself out as you get there. You just stay focused on what your goal is and what your dream is and the rest will, will come, you know? So just keeping reminding him to stay like tunnel vision. <laughs> yes. Yes. Being emotionally connected to that. Well, I feel that for him. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he creates too. Um, well, thank you for the opportunity to share what I'm working with. So um, Kismet Ideas, my agency, we are um, sponsoring a group on Facebook called the Empowered Boss Network. So come check us out, Empowered Boss Network or Page Batcher. You can find any of that. And what that means is we're basically, we're basically doing two things. We're doing done with you work and implementation on building your mothership and designing your website, designing a beautiful brand package, getting your blog posts together, learning about automations, setting it up and done with you in the sense that we're masterminding, screen sharing, there's coaching calls, there's one-on-one support. So we're, we're offering that to our tribe. And then because I do run an agency and I have a team that we get, we build stuff for our clients. We also have a done for you version of what we're offering, which would be you share with us everything you've already created to date. And then we also envision new things, make sure your funnels slash pipeline is dialed in and we build it all for you. And, um, and then we also stick around to mentor you on the process and train you to make sure that you're empowered. So Yeah, we're calling it the Design Accelerator. So if you're interested in being a part of our Design Accelerator, it's really about designing your tech, 
but also designing your life, like really coming from a place of aligned purpose. Yeah, I love that. And we'll put links to all of that stuff in the show notes. And then you can also follow Paige on Facebook. Are you more active on Facebook or Instagram? Or you do both? And LinkedIn, check. Yeah, come find me on those three. Yeah, Paige Batcher. And I'll put links to those in the show notes as well. Um, and if you guys got some value out of this, which how could you not? We just talked about all the things, technology, empowerment, mindset, you name it. Um, make sure you guys take a screenshot of this episode uh, on your phone while you're listening to it. Share it in your stories and tag Paige and I, uh, and we'll definitely pop into your inbox and send you some love and answer any questions that you guys might have. I love being able to have these chats. We just love to know that you guys are finding value in them too. So uh, make sure you guys do that as well. And thank you so, so much. <laughs> I feel like we just had like one of our normal calls, but yet on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all the time. I know I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So it just goes to show like having amazing people in your corner is super powerful. So thank you for having me on your show. Well, and just to point out to you, like, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like you reach out to me out of the blue and I was just like, Hey, yeah, I'll jump on a call. Like be open and like, because you know, they say what is luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. It was like, you messaged me. I could have easily been like, Oh, I get a million messages, whatever. Yeah. You know, and like not said, you know, cause we do that sometimes let's be honest. But for some reason I was just like, no, yeah, let's jump on a call. I'd love to talk about Kajabi. And then here we are six months later and we talk every other week and we share ideas and how can we grow and be open to those opportunities when they come to you. Cause you never know who you might need and how it might change your business or your life. So. Yes. And I think also too, just wanted to kind of follow up on that is collaboration over competition. Oh, 100%. If you see somebody in your space that intimidates you because you think they're crushing it, the more we can energetically be stoked for that person and connect to see how we can collaborate, like the better. So also our Empowered Boss Network, we're, we're really eager in having bosses in that program that are making offers in our group. Mm -hmm. And if you're a graphic designer, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, if you do web stuff, if you want to be a part of helping with the development side, like we're looking for all skill sets to come join us in addition to people who just really want the training and the, the mentorship track. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This was so much fun. And you guys make sure you check out Paige and hopefully you got some value out of this. And I'm also going to post, Paige and I both have referral links for Kajabi that are going to give you guys uh, 28 days free to use the Kajabi software to try it out, to go play around in there and see if you like it, if you're looking to create any kind of funnels or courses or your website or whatever, um, you can go check it out. So those are also in the show notes or you can contact Paige or myself directly. We'd be happy to, um, to chat with you about that. So, okay, man, have a great day. Thank you so much. And thanks for listening, everyone.